Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, we've been for the last uh, four weeks looking at the issue of disappointment when giving up seems to be the only option. And really specifically what we're talking about is disappointment with God. The reality is is that you and I can come to situations in our life where we face circumstances, we face situations where we expect something from God to do something in a certain way, maybe to answer prayer, maybe to work through the church. And, and the reality is, is that we get to the place where we are at that place of just giving up because he didn't respond the way that we wanted him to respond. So we've looked at it for the last four weeks. We've looked specifically at the issue of being disappointed with him. We've looked at the issue of being disappointed with the church. We've looked at the issue of being disappointed with prayer. Last week we looked at the issue of being disappointed with ourselves because we just can't seem to live up to what he's asking us to do. Well, this week I want to not talk about a disappointment. I want to bring an encouragement to you. I want, to, I want us to turn to God's Word, and we are in Hebrews now, in Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to look at a few verses here where, where the writer of Hebrews basically is telling us, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't throw in the towel. Hang in there. There's so much more ahead of you. Yes, you're going to be disappointed. Yes, prayers may seem like they're not answered. Yes, people will let you down. Yes, you will let yourself down. But don't give up. In fact, I'll be honest with you, all of Hebrews is about that. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews is writing a group of people who are ready to give up on their faith in general because of the persecution that they're going through. And all of Hebrews is an encouragement to them to hold on. But I want us to specifically look at verse 32 to 39 today and look and see exactly what Jesus is, well, the writer is trying to tell us, what God is trying to tell us here about holding on, about not giving up. Look with me at verse 32. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you, need, for you have need of endurance, 
so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. And and if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back to partition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Folks, we can take this passage and basically divide it into three sections here. We're going to see, first of all, the call to remembrance. We're going to see that he's going to call us to remember something, especially if you're here today and you're ready to throw in the towel, and that's possible. Because you could be here, and maybe you've even thrown in a towel, and you just come because that's what you feel you need to as a Christian, but you've given up. But if you're at that point of giving up or having given up, we need to have a call to remembrance. Then he's going to give us an encouragement. That's the second section, and then we're going to see the hope. So let's look at this passage together. First of all, the call to remembrance. Look at verse 32. He says to these folks who are enduring problems, who are going through disappointment, who are enduring even persecution and struggles, the first thing he tells them in verse 32 is this, remember your prior faithfulness. Remember your prior faithfulness. Look at how he puts that. But remember the former days in which after you were illuminated. What does that word illuminated there mean? Well, what he's talking about there is when your eyes were opened when you came to Jesus Christ. When you came to faith in him. When you came to believe and trust in him. When you got a new understanding. So remember all the way back when you first came to Jesus. That's what he's talking about. And how you went through things. How you went through struggles. Does everybody understand when you got saved, everything wasn't rosy and sweet after that? If anything, it got worse, didn't it? You know what I mean? If anything, there were more problems. In fact, let's just stop for a moment. If you're sharing Jesus with people, do them a favor. Don't tell them things are going to get better. Because they don't. So here's what he's saying. Remember your prior faithfulness. And here's what he says. He wants them to remember what? Look with me. Verse 32, 33. He wants them to remember what? That they have endured in the past. Remember when you first got saved? And remember that next time you went through a difficulty, you had faith to get you through it? That's what the writer is saying here. Remember that when you got through that situation, guess what? Another situation popped up. Life happened. Isn't that what it is, folks? Life happens. And it seems like if we could chart the course of our life, it's like in my life, here's the the course of George's life. One problem to the next. Isn't that your life? Some of them you create for yourself. A lot of them just happen on their own, don't they? You know what I mean? I mean, you didn't even ask for it. It just happens. And he's saying there, remember, remember 
your prior faithfulness, and the number two, the fact is, is that you endured in the past. Remember, you held on in the past. He's encouraging them. Remember, you held on in these other issues. Yeah, but George, you can only take so much. And I can only endure so much, and I'm ready to just throw it in. Everybody understand what I'm talking about? We get that way, don't we? It's like, man, one battle after another, it seems like, can I have a vacation? No, no, there there are no vacations in life, folks. Vacation is heaven. Okay? Look at here. Here's what he said. You not only endured in the past, he tells you, verse 33 and 34, that you stood with those who suffered. Some of you know what that's like. You didn't just endure stuff on your own, but you were there with others, loved ones, friends, when they went through it. And you were a strength to them when they needed you. And see, he's calling you to remember that. He's calling you to remember that you didn't just endure the stuff that you had to deal with. You also were right there besides others. And in his case, he's talking about that they were there for him when he was in chains and in prison. But the reality is, as he's saying, you not only endured yourself, but you were there when others around you, you stood with those who suffered. You've got to remember that. Folks, remember that? You know what, I'm, I'm talking to a, group, a, lo- a large group of people here. You know, the reality is this. All of you just didn't get saved yesterday. So you know exactly what the writer's talking about. In those years of your salvation, how many agree, we have gone from one issue to another in my life? Yeah, right? All of us, right? Okay. And while you're doing that, guess what? You've also been there for what? Other people who've gone through it. And you kept on. You didn't say, I'm at the breaking point. I'm done with this. This is what he wants you to remember. And he goes on and he says this. Why? Because you had a confidence concerning heaven. Look with me at verse 34. Look at what he says. And you had compassion on me in my chains, joyfully accepting the plundering of your goods. What? Knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. This is why you kept on. He's wanting you to remember what got you through those other difficulties in your life. What got you through those circumstances that you had to endure. What got you through being there with others as they endured is because you were looking forward not to a solution to the problem. You were looking way beyond that. You were looking to what was coming when you go to be with Jesus. You were looking for that promise. You had a confidence about heaven. And that's what made you get up in the morning and go on, even though you knew the day was going to be hard. You know what I'm saying? 
Even though you knew the day was going to be hard, you got up because you had a confidence in Jesus. Folks, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So he gives them an encouragement. Look with me at verse 35. Here's that second section. He says this, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. What's he saying here? Number one, don't lose confidence. Don't lose confidence. Our confidence is who? Jesus. Don't lose confidence in him. Yes, you're going to be disappointed. Yes, he's not going to answer prayer the way you think prayer should be answered. Yes, people in church aren't going to act the way that God calls them to act, and you're going to be disappointed in church. Yes, you're going to fail personally because you're a sinner, and you can't keep being perfect in your life, and so you know that's internal struggles going on in your life. Yes, you're going to have disappointment, but here's the thing the writer's telling us, folks. Here's what I'm trying to communicate to you. Here's what God's saying to you today. Don't lose confidence confidence. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yes, life is hard. Life's going to continue to be hard. Here's the thing. we got an election coming up this week. Okay? We're going to choose somebody, right? The nation's going to choose somebody. Can I tell you what's not going to be alleviated by whoever is chosen? Your problems, your struggles, they're going to keep happening. The president isn't going to cure cancer. He's not going to call you when you get a pink slip from work. Do you understand? It's never happened. Your confidence is in Jesus because problems are going to continue to happen no matter what. And this is what he's saying to you. Don't lose confidence. Don't give up. And I know, because I've been there, there are times when you want to. Like, what's the use? Why even go on? Why? 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 Here's why he tells us. Don't lose confidence. For what reason? Why? Because perseverance brings a good reward. Perseverance brings a good reward. Look at what the writer says here. He says what? Don't cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. Now, what is what has a great reward? Your confidence. See, here's the thing. There's, there's a point here. If you just hold on, and you put your faith and your trust in Jesus, that faith and trust in Jesus, even when the world is upside down, folks, and it gets that way, doesn't it? And the light at the end of the tunnel is a train instead of the end of the tunnel, right? Even when you have confidence in Him, even when that happens, listen, here's what He says, there is a reward. How do I know that? Go to Revelation. 
over and over. The book of Revelation, a lot of us get fixated on Revelation because we're looking to find out what's going to happen in the future. Well, it kind of tells you what's going to happen in the future. But one other thing, or the other purpose of Revelation is to tell the saints to persevere. So over and over in Revelation, it'll say things like this, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, I will do this, I will give this, to him who overcomes. It's about perseverance. Perseverance brings a good reward. That's the encouragement. I mean, you're at that point, you're ready to give up because you think like giving up is the only option. Don't. You just hang in there. Because there's a reward coming. Just be patient. How much longer can I hang on, George? Folks, eternity with Jesus is a whole lot longer than your problem. Hang on. Hang on. Here's the other thing. So he gives us a hope. Look with us, verse 37 through 38. He quotes scripture here. He is quoting from Habakkuk, and he says this, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the souls. Here's what he's saying. First thing, we must live out of faith in his coming. You must live out of faith in his coming. If you believe in him, you believe he's brought salvation to you, that he's forgiven you his sins, you must also need to believe that he's going to come back for you, that there is going to be an end to this difficult life. There is going to be an end to the trials that you're going to be facing. There's going to be an end to the difficulties that surround you all the time. And what you need to do is each day you get up in the morning, and folks, it is one day at a time, isn't it? It's each day you get up in the morning and you say, Jesus, thank you for another day. But I can't do it without you. Lord, I'm going through this. I'd like for you to take the problem away. But folks, he never promises to take the problem away. But Lord, I need your grace. You said your grace was sufficient, Lord. And I'm going to live with that promise that one day, Lord, this is all going to end. You're going to take me to be with you. And there will be no more tears, no more suffering. We must live out of that faith. Every day has got to be that way. Every day has got to be that way. Why? Look at the next thing he tells us there. It's actually interesting. When you look at verse 39, he's saying this, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition. What does that mean there, George? He says, we're not those people who don't believe who are going to hell. We're not those kind of people. What does he say here? We are the people, what? Verse 39. But we are those who believe to the saving of the soul. What's he talking about here? You have what it takes to endure. You're a believer. You have what it takes to endure. You can endure it. 
What do you mean I have what it takes to endure, George? Because I'm barely handling it now. Folks, the reason why you're handling it now is Jesus. He's the source of your strength. He's the source of your grace. You need to talk to Him. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Even when it's not going the way you want it to go, don't throw in the towel. Put your hope where it needs to be, in Jesus. Hang on. Hang on. You are not like that. You have what it takes. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. Do you understand that? God Himself, if you are a believer, indwells you. You have what it takes. But you know, George, I don't know that I can, I can, I can handle that. I mean, it's difficult. What do, what do I do? Well, I mean, I've shared with you before many times in our first church. You know, I've been here. I've, man, I am so thankful for you guys. I've been here 11 and a half years. My first church was the frying pan. It was the fire. We weren't in the frying pan. We were, we went landed in the fire. And I remember nights, I'd say to Lori, because Lori and I talk every night. I'd say, you go ahead, I'm going to pray. And I'd be praying, I'd be saying, Lord. I'd be all worked up because of junk that was happening. And I'd be like, Lord. But you know what? Isn't that what he said? Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests made known unto God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He never said to me, George, this is what's going to happen, or George, I'm going to take care of this problem. But every night when I prayed, I had peace. And guess what that peace did? It gave me enough for one more day. You have what it takes. Don't give up. So here you are. You're here, you're here, you're here this morning. And you're, you're at the end. You're, you're disappointed. He didn't answer the way you thought he should. Or you're disappointed with somebody in church. And, and you're disappointed with yourself. And, and all these different things. And you're ready to, if one more thing happens, I'm done. Let me just tell you a couple things. The one more thing's going to happen. Let me help you. A hundred more things are going to happen. Let's just hope they don't all happen at one time. Why? We live in a fallen world that groans for Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing. The second thing is this. Even when you're at the point of giving up, Don't, because he'll give you what it takes, even if it's just a little bit, to get you through it. Do you understand me? Even when you're at the point of giving up, don't, because he'll give you what it takes to see you through it. This is what the writer is telling us. You say, okay, George, we're we're, we're short on time here. How do we wrap this up? Well, let me give you some thoughts here. Ask yourself this question. Are you ready to throw in the towel? Are you? Are you ready to give up on Jesus and Christianity? Can I encourage you? Don't. 
Don't. Hang in there. You say, George, I don't know that I can take it anymore. I just feel so alone. Then can I tell you something? Get with some other people, some mature people, some more mature believers around you. Talk to them and say to them, hey, I just need you right now. I'm dealing with this. How do I get through this? See, a lot of times we try to suffer in isolation, don't we? We, 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 we operate in this individualistic world where we think we can handle it on our own. But let's be honest, folks, we can't handle it on our own. And maybe the first thing you need to do is that when you're ready to give up is maybe begin to talk to others and let them give counsel or encouragement or just put an arm around you and say that they love you. Now be wise. Seek out somebody who's mature, who's been through it. Just don't take any old person and tell them. Be wise about it. But go to somebody. Are you ready to throw in a towel? Don't. Don't throw in the towel. Here's the other thing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on to the end. Claim the promises. Lord, you said to him who overcomes, you'll do this. Lord, help me to overcome. God, you said... You wouldn't take away that problem. You told that to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. But you said your grace was sufficient. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. God, I'm weak right now. I need your strength. I need your grace. Help me. Hold on. Don't give up. So easy to give up today, isn't it? Don't. Persevere. Go on. So here's what we got to do then. Here's the action point. Here's what you got to do this week. Live one day at a time with Jesus. Some of you need to do that. You need to quit thinking about what you're going to do a month from now, what you're going to do two weeks from now. You need to start thinking about what you're going to do today. In fact, some of you, it maybe isn't one day at a time with Jesus. Maybe you need to put one moment at a time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hang in there. Get up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, another day. I know what's, what I'm facing. I know my plate is full. How am I going to do it, Jesus? I can't do it on my own without you, Lord. Help me to do it. Then as you're going through the day, not just in the morning, and the junk happens during the day, and folks, junk happens during the day, doesn't it? Quietly to yourself, say, Lord, I need you right now. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I need you. Give me wisdom. Give me strength. That's living it one day at a time, folks. We've given up, haven't we? It's time to quit. Yes, there's going to be disappointments. Yes, he's not going to respond the way we want him to respond. Yes, we're not going to get the answers to prayer. Yes, you're going to fail. Yes, the church isn't always going to be what the church needs to be. But you just need to hold on. There's something better that's coming. There's something better that's coming, folks. That's heaven.
I think sometimes we forget about heaven, don't we? Live for Jesus one day at a time. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.